Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Here's what the Bible says. It says, this is Romans 12, 3. It says, for, the, for by the grace given me, I say to you, every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Aren't you glad you came to church today to have the preacher tell you, kill your flesh? Just tell the person beside you, say, kill your flesh. They don't want to kill it. Look at the person on the other side, say, kill your blessed flesh. It says, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Somebody say it with me. Hate what is what? Verse 9, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Can I get somebody say, my, my, my. Let me read to you the Holy Scriptures one more time. It says, honor, is that what that is? Honor, English, Uh, honor one another above yourself. Somebody say, above? Above. She talking about Willis? I got to get my latte. You just elbow somebody out of the way because your caramel latte was ready before theirs, but they ordered the same thing as you. That's how come they got elbowed in the face because your latte, you thought that was my latte. Jesus, help us. Honor one another above yourselves. Everybody say above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another right here. It says, do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Everybody say, live in what? Peace. I am no crook. I'm here to tell you tonight. Uh, anybody else with the white beard? Praise the Lord. That was uh, Nixon. Okay, praise the Lord. All right, so it says, uh, if possible, as far as it depends on you, you can live at peace with everybody. Give me an actual amen. Amen. Don't sit down just yet. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for every person here tonight. God, may you change the way we think and act. God, give me ears to hear what it is that you're saying. May your grace rise up. We thank you for your help. We honor you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. If your name is Ikella, come right here to the front. Don't move. Stand right over the trap door. Ikella. All of the Ikellas I've ever met in the whole wide world are right here. <laughs> it's the only one. If your name is uh, Eliana, come stand right beside him. Wow, give him a big hand clap. Praise the Lord. In fact, uh, just as the elderlies are getting ready to sit down because they got iron poor blood, all children slowly and carefully Come up here and stand beside these guys. All children, 12 and under, come stand, come stand behind him. If you're, if you're 12, come stand here. Just stand right there. Come right up here. Everybody else can be seated for a moment. <clears throat> look right here, look right here, look right here. God loves children so much. <clears throat> 
I'm glad you came to church tonight because I don't know if you have this information before you right now. You're God's favorite. Did you hear that story? I don't know, but I'm here to look right here. Look right here. Look right here. Look, look, look right here. Uh, what I'm here tonight to tell you is that you are actually God's favorite. Did you know you're God's favorite? Did you know you're God's very favorite little girl on the whole wide world? Except you're God's favorite. You're God's favorite. You're God's favorite, favorite. You're God's favorite. Did you know that? You have that information? You're God's favorite. You're God's favorite. See, God's every place at the same time. God, God is what they call omnipresent. He's every place at the same time. It came to my attention once when I was a children's pastor. I was gone on vacation for two weeks. And I came back and this little kid came to me. And he said, Pastor, he said, when you were gone, all the other teachers treated us like little kids. And I said, wow, that's amazing. That's a great news flash. Can you get back in line? And then the kid said, okay. And it was probably, you know, I've been here a long time. It was probably Pastor Janelle. Pastor, probably Pastor Daniel. Was, I've been here a really long time. Sometimes, Bill, it's nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. I miss you in Oregon. Uh, it says right here in the Holy Scriptures that uh, God loves you so much. But here's the problem. Sometimes, as a little child, we don't feel truly appreciated. Sometimes we don't uh, think God remembers us. Sometimes we think when your mom says, take out the garbage, we think she's not uh, truly appreciative. In fact, perhaps over the vast arena today, you would, if I ask you the question, do you feel truly appreciated? Perhaps some of us would say, not particularly. Reverend, I, I uh, honey, thank you for ironing this shirt. <clears throat> What? Oh, that's right. I ironed it. I ironed it myself. That's how come, that's how come it's a little bit wrinkly. It's trying to turn on the iron like for 15 minutes. I'm like, how do you get this thing out of the luggage and make it back like it was? Sometimes, can you just gain me up a little bit if you have to? Sometimes we don't feel truly appreciated. Somebody say amen. amen. This is you. And sometimes, look right here. Look, 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 look. Sometimes stuff happens in life. That makes it go all the worse. Everybody say, sometimes stuff happens and you don't really feel like anybody. Nobody cares about me. I'm the littlest. And anybody the littlest in your whole family, especially with a bunch of big old brothers. Yeah, I just had one big old brother and he was horrible. And stuff happened when I was a little brother. The fact of the matter is, look at me right here. The fact of the matter is that God loves you no matter what. Everybody say, raise your right hand like this. Say, God loves me. No matter what, God loves you. You're his favorite. You're on his side. And God wants to work it out for you. Somebody say, amen. amen. God's plan is that he's going to help you. He's going to increase you. And he's going to bless you right upside your head. Can I get somebody in here to say amen tonight? Say amen right out loud. Here's God's plan for you. God is still God. Everybody say this with me. Say, God is still God. 
No matter what happens to you, even if somebody messes up stuff, God is still God. Would you say this with me? Say, God's still God. I'm going to give you one more. Are you ready? Watch this. Watch. Can you switch me back up one more time? It says, right, so this is you. This is your life. Give it a little pull right here. Pull it as hard as you can. So here's the plan of your life. Sometimes in life, stuff goes wrong. Sometimes, in fact, I've known people that had their, their uh, little family just kind of messed up. I'm preaching to you right now, so listen to me. Sometimes stuff in life doesn't just go all perfectly. Life isn't always a bed of roses. Could somebody say, me oh my? Me oh my. Sometimes in your life, as God's helping you live your life, sometimes stuff just goes poorly and it goes wrong. It's almost, in fact, like this. It's almost... Like something happened so horribly. Everybody say no. Sometimes stuff goes so horribly that you don't know exactly what's happening. But God's still God. Everybody say this with me. Say God is still God. God's on your side. God is able to work it out. And God's going to help you. So, so just as good as new. Papa. Everybody say, good as new. Good as new. Watch, 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 watch. It's good as. Everybody say, good as what? It's not good as new because we got a big old ugly knot right inside. Here's the plan. Sometimes uh, it comes across as if we're unappreciative. Unappreciative. That's when you don't say thank you. One of my four children was extremely appreciative. He would say, Dad, thanks for, the, thanks for making me eat those peas. I'm sure they're healthy for me. My wife got cross with me when I told her that peas are, uh, can I say it? Disgusting. And so and some of my children no longer wanted to consume peas. For that, I say, praise the Lord. Maybe my wife would stop purchasing them and putting them on... Okay, let's just move on. So perhaps there are days gone by when you didn't say thank you. Everybody repeat after me. Thank you, mama. Anybody know what I'm talking about on the YouTube? Anybody ever heard of the YouTube? There's this little kid that gets plates of food from his mom. Thank you, mama. Thank you, mama. Thank you, mama. And each video, the child becomes more and more portly. <laughs> thank you, mama. So perhaps you've never told your mom thank you one single time. Here's a news, a, a news flash. When there's clean clothes at your house, you could go crazy and say, thank you, mama. Practice, three, two, one, ready, go. When there's food on the plate, even if it's, if it's not your favorite, you could still say, thank you, mama. You could tell your dad thank you. Could anybody say thank you, dad? Amen. You know, your dad doesn't have to go to work. He goes to work to feed you. Could I get an amen? Somebody say amen. amen. He loves you. Maybe if you were ungrateful before, God could help you to become grateful now. And you, yeah. Rousing round of applause for the girl that says, wow. Catch. This is for you. Don't move. It's magic. All right. So. 
You're going to get a brand new shot at it today. So when your mother says, uh, honey, can you help me with uh, emptying the dishwasher? Look at me, look at me, look, look, I'm talking to you. You ought to just be praising Jesus. You got a dishwasher. You know the problem with my dishwasher? The, the dishes in it are always clean. Is that a problem? Yeah, it's a problem because there's no place to put the dirty ones. Hey, if somebody can empty this blessed dishwasher, what's wrong with this family? That's a good problem. Just say to me, say, that's a good problem. Maybe you were ungrateful before, but you're going to be grateful now. Everybody raise your right hand like this. I'll swear you in. Say this with me. Say, I can always say thank you for the rest of my life. I have a giant bottle of soda that we may give out. Here's how you can win the soda. Sit up perfectly straight, feet on the floor, hands on your lap, paying careful attention, and somebody's going to be watching for you to give you a soda. If you're carefully going back to your chair right now, no backward skating, no backward skating, go back to your chair, sit by your mom. I want you to go straight back with your parents and say, thank you, mama. Just go give them a little thank you. Thank you for bringing me to church tonight, mom. Thank you for bringing me to church tonight. Hello. Okay. Okay, as they're being seated, we're going to start talking a little bit about that verse, about love has to be sincere. That means it has to be genuine. You know, love is an action word. I'm so proud of all of you families for bringing your kids to church. It's absolutely amazing. Our daughter, who's um, our worship leader, was healed of her asthma on a Sunday night. Sunday night... Where, you know, she always, I had been taking her up for prayer from the time she was born because I, I had to put her on one of those uh, breathing machines at night. And um, I took her up since she was born. Every, I, I don't care what the, what the altar call was for. I took her up every time. And when she was three years old, she was coloring on the front row. She had some crayons out and a, and a coloring book on her lap. And... The call was to come to the altar, and she jumped up, and her crayons went flying everywhere. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, no, people are going to be walking up here. I don't want them to smash the crayons into the carpet. So I said, go ahead, go, go, go up for prayer. She was three, three and a half. And I picked up the crayons, and, and I was putting them on the pew there, the chair there, and I looked up, and and. Kelsey, who's now Minister Kelsey, was laying on her back. She was laying on her back and tears coming down her little eyes. And in a little bit, she got up and asked if she could play with her friends. You know, so I just let her go. And on the way home, I said, Kelsey, what happened to you? And she said, you know, Jesus, Jesus' presence was so powerful and his love was so amazing. I couldn't stand up anymore. I just fell back and she was so cute her blonde hair and she was just so cute telling the story and she said and you know what happened Jesus walked up to my feet and he said Kelsey I love you so much I'm taking your asthma from you and I'm gonna take it with me that's what she told me and so that that night late after church I got the machine out because I you know, I get tired, you know, moms are tired, and I was going to give her a breathing treatment, and she said, Mom, what are you doing? 
And I said, oh, you know, I got to get this ready. And she said, I told you Jesus took my asthma. And so I was like, whoa, I better have some faith. And so what happened was she went to sleep in the morning. I was suddenly scared all of a sudden because I was like, I slept through the night. I ran to her room. She was sleeping soundly. God had totally and suddenly healed her from asthma. His love, his love is genuine. It's sincere. It's action. Love has to be action. She took the action to activate her faith and say, I'm going up. I'm going to go get prayed for. And that's what she did. And, it, and it's amazing. So love has to be sincere. Teaching yourself to honor someone above your own desires is hard to do. I don't necessarily love to share. I want my own. I don't want to share ice cream with him. He eats it all. And I don't get enough bites. So it's, it's sometimes hard to honor but when we live by this word, when we live it out, it changes our lives. And, and there's another verse I want to share with you. It's Proverbs 16, 24. And by the way, kids, if you see me after church and you can tell me a Bible verse, I will have a prize. I have about four. You have to tell me a Bible verse. This Bible verse says, Proverbs 16, 24 says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Kind words literally touch your soul and bring health to you and health to your body. It's amazing how you can just be in a store and see somebody who, who's kind of down and you say something nice to them. And you, their whole countenance changed. And you don't even know them. It's so true what the Word of God says here. I want to read uh, another verse that's in um, Ephesians 4.29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Now, I just taught this in my parenting class a couple of weeks ago, and I said, this week, I want you to only say to your spouse and to your children and to your, to your family and to your coworkers only things that build them up. And they all went, oh, we can't do that. That's impossible. So this is the week that they're going to be do, doing it. Last week's going to be doing it. So I'll have to hear what happened. But someone had called me that I had known for years, and they called me, and they, the husband and wife were on the phone, and they said, we're really, really struggling, and we know that you can't come counsel us because we live so far away, but could you just give us something to do? And I gave them this verse, and a week later, I got a call from them, and they said, our marriage is radically changed. We had no idea how much we tore each other down verbally. Not, not even, we didn't even work on building up. We just worked on stopping all the negative. <laughs> now we'll work on building up. Because you know what? It doesn't come naturally to us to build each other up. 
Sometimes we're just neglectful. We do appreciate you, but we don't say it. And so if we, so we have to actually begin to say it. It has to be sincere. There has to be action. I remember we had been married for about 10 years, and my husband came home, and I was cooking, and he came up behind me and was snuggling me, and I'm cooking, and, and he said, oh, honey, I love you so much. And I said, prove it. And he was like, whoa, just turn that burner off and move this pan off. And come sit down here at the table, honey. <laughs> what do you mean by prove it? You know, we had kids and busy and everything. And, and um, he said, what do you mean by that? And I said, you say it to me all the time, but I don't see it. I want to see it. And so he took out, some of you know him, his three by three card. <laughs> his three-by-three card, and he said to me, tell me five things that would make you feel loved by me. And I told him five things very easily. (laughs) It's amazing how you know what you want. (laughs) And he literally began to do those things. He did those things. He's still doing those things and more. And it has radically uh, caused us to enjoy each other Because you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow, and God is so good. So it must be intentional. Yeah? What? Here, let me fix your hair. It's got a little unglued right there. I think I made it worse. They switched me (laughs) off, so I wouldn't be taking her time up. Switch it on. There you go. Thank you so much. (laughs) Truly appreciate it. Yes. You're, You're truly appreciated. Everybody tell the sound guy, say you're truly appreciated. Truly appreciated. Unforgettable. I don't know the song. I, I just heard, what's that guy's name? What's the guy's name that sings it? Huh? Nat King Cole was singing it the other day on my, on my daughter's Spotify list. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. I should, just, I should just send the song to my wife. Unforgettable. It's amazing. She, uh, I do appreciate her. And just as a point of interest, I washed her car yesterday. It doesn't snow much in Oregon, but when it snowed in January, I still had all of the snow oji-budge all over the car. In fact, I was trying to reverse it with the little backup camera. It's like, you can't see nothing in that backup camera. Like, meep, meep. And so I I did crash it, but I, I also washed it. So that's a joke. All right, so... Uh, there are people who you've never said thank you to. I'm going to let you say thank you to them right now. They were out of the service this morning doing children's ministry, youth ministry, ushering, parking lot greeting, usher security, and some of their third things, stewardship. Would you stand up, please, if you're out of the service this morning? Stand up, stand on your feet, everybody that was out of the service this morning. Rouse a round of applause for this group of people right here. Keep standing up. I'm here to tell you that you are truly appreciated. Nobody on this side serves in children's ministry? (laughs) Were you serving in children's ministry? They're afraid you might ask them to do something. I'm so proud of you. How old are you? Huh? How many? Ten years old? I'm not going to ask how old you are. How much do you weigh? Just kidding. All right. All right. Just kidding. Uh, you're truly appreciated. Here's what you don't know. 
here's what your team doesn't know, Pastor, is that when you're serving somewhere else and you're sacrificing, which I did for decades, and my wife did for decades, you're making an investment that's well beyond your wildest imagination. So when the Micah Pasonis all grow up and stomp out sin before dark, it's well worth it. When the Pastor Josh's and Pastor Janelle's and, and Kirsten Davis's all get top marks and they serve like their hair's on fire for the rest of their life, sometimes it's invisible because children sometimes are, what's that word again? I don't say it, they're B-R-A-T-S's. Anybody have any idea what I'm talking about? And they just diss you to your face. I used to pick up this kid on Crater Road. On Crater Road, I would drive for many, many minutes straight up a hill like this. And I'd hear the four-barrel carburetor kick in, suck all the gas. And I'd pick up this little child that needed his own personal trainer. Not only a trainer, a trainer with some duct tape. To duct tape him to a large blunt object so he would just shut up. So I could try to do children's church. Hey, Sonny, I'm trying to cut a rope in two. He don't care. Let me tie you up with the rope. Pastor, I'll stab you with those scissors if you lay him down. And so I would take that child home, and I'm like, what did I just do? I have an idea. This was Saturday night. Next Saturday, I won't pick him up for the Lord. I I have the solution. Have him stay away. Decades later, many, many years later, he came running up to me at the mall, and he said, Pastor, I could tell you his name right now. I won't, and I won't ask him how much he weighs. He came running up like this, and he goes, he goes, do you remember me? And I said, how could I ever forget you, dude? (laughs) Picked him up for five years, this city, that city, every different place all over, and God really touched his little life, but I probably didn't think God was touching his life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, did you listen to me three weeks ago when I said stop doing that? And the fact is that you're investing in them and it's worth it. Everybody say it's worth it. It's worth it. I heard this stated that when you're born, you owe everybody something. Your mother's carried you for 40 weeks in vitro. Is that the word I'm trying to say? Prenatally carried you. And And then you're born and they... They buy you little baby booties, either blue or pink. (laughs) They love their little baby. It's amazing. Then they feed them, and then they never say no to them. That's how they get like that. And then then years go by. Then you buy them soccer cleats. Then you help them get a car. Then you help them to go to college, and you sell your house and live in a ditch. And then then you, you make all these investments in them. Here's what I heard. When you're born, you owe everybody. You owe everybody. There's nobody you don't owe. You owe something to everybody. But your goal is by the end of your life, you've made investments, paying it forward, so to speak, that every person is blessed because you're on the planet. Somebody say amen. Amen. And you do a little something here. You do a little something there. You help them and you make investments so that when you see Jesus face to face, Everybody should owe you. Give me an actual amen. Amen. You know why they owe you by the time you see God face to face? Because you've helped them, you've blessed them, and you've encouraged them. Somebody say amen. amen. Reach out your hands to these. Lord, I pray for every person that was serving today. Help them, oh God. May you bless them. Give the strength of the Lord to them as they serve so valiantly. And we praise you for it. Give them one more big hand clap. Praise the Lord.
Amen. Amen. I like it. I like it when you stand up here and you just, we hit off of each other. It's very, very fun. You want to come? Just come. Oh, gosh. So there is this one time that um, I was complaining to my mother about my, my husband that he was working too much. And my mom said to me, I said, you know, he's, you know, I had just had a baby and he, and at the same time, our first baby who screamed a lot and our, uh, and he started a kid's TV show at the same time. (laughs) And so he's gone a lot. And so I was complaining to her about it and and she's just looking at me and she goes, hmm, I wonder what it'd be like if he was, uh, in Kuwait for 18 months. Boy, did I be quiet. He wasn't gone overseas. He wasn't gone for 18 months. He was there at the time of the birth. He was there. And boy, did it close my mouth. And I started thinking differently. See, the enemy's job is to tear up your marriage, to tear up your business, to tear up your family. That's his job. That's what he wants to do. And so you have to fight for it. And what happens is, just out of neglect, as time goes on, you forget to appreciate how awesome and wonderful your family really is. And so when you begin to do that, it shuts the lies of the enemy. And so that's what you do by appreciating them. And so I'm going to give you just a few things to remind you what to appreciate them for. I appreciate what you do. Simply noticing the things that they do. Uh, And I just pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to show you the things that you do. My husband, uh, we met up in Seattle because I was in Honolulu and he was in Oregon and we wanted to fly from Seattle to here together. And guess what? I like a lot of ice and a Diet Coke. And I get off the plane and he beat me there and he's waiting there with a cup of ice and a Diet Coke. Isn't that awesome? Come on. (laughs) And so to me, that says that he's being thoughtful to find the gate that I'm at, to get this drink that I like, to make sure it has ice. That's a very thoughtful thing. That makes me feel loved. Those simple things are what's important. So Um, You can thank them for dinner, especially if you don't want them cooking. Make sure that you don't. I appreciate, and and you don't think about it, but when you say these things, I appreciate that you made dinner. Thank you for making dinner. I appreciate my clean clothes. My husband says that to me often. Sometimes he'll fill my uh, car with gas. And And we take all these things for granted, We just take them for granted and we stop saying thank you. I remember my kids being in a store. I had trained them how you behave in a store. They wanted to run and slide on the cement and do, you know, just be a kid, right? How many kids like to run in stores? Yes, see, you just be a kid. So I would forget to say thank you to them. Others would say thank you, and the Holy Spirit really convicted me. Some people would say, wow, you kids were really great in the store. Man, that was, that was so great. Well, then I, and I would forget because I expected that of them. So we have to remember when they do the things we expect them to do, they still need to be thanked. 
So thank him for filling up your car with gas. I thank him for mowing the lawn. You know, those things. Thank him for vacuuming. Thank you for encouraging me, for serving me. Um, so what happens when we don't appreciate after time? You know, when I take, I've taken so many kids through McDonald's. They have a bus route, and I just, I just like to bless them. We're going to McDonald's today. And the kids that are thankful... I want to take them again and again and again. I want to take them anywhere. And the kids who are ungrateful and they're like, I didn't order that. I don't want that. They, I don't want to take them again. And it's the same thing. It, you, you build up a bond in a relationship. So appreciate them for what they do. Appreciate how they sacrifice. Acts of sacrifice should be met with appreciation and acknowledgement you know, sometimes, sometimes kids, your parents go without what they really want to get you what you need. You know, we go without what we want because you need your soccer shoes or you need to go skiing or whatever, those piano lessons, uh, those sports camps or whatever you're doing, your, your parents sacrifice for that. And when you kids say, thank you for doing that for me, it, it, it affects your life and affects your relationship. Um, I know that some moms of little babies miss sleep a lot. And so when the, when the husband says, thank you for sacrificing for our family, those are things you can do. Notice how they sacrifice. Let your spouses, let each other know what you appreciate about them. You will be amazed what happens to your relationship when you begin to do this. You begin to get so bonded together. And then when the enemy attacks you, this is what happens. When we're going to do an outreach or you're going to do a power conference, you're going to do an uh, outreaches have been interesting since the COVID, but we still are doing them. And the, something happens and we'll start arguing about something or uh, my feelings will get hurt by the way he said something. And, the, and we recognize right away this is just the enemy. Our car breaks down. You did, did you do that? You, or we ran out of gas. You did, I thought you were putting gas. Whatever it is, it always happens right before a big event. I know many families, I, I called them. I said, hey, you, you're signed up for the power conference, but you're not here. Where are you? What happened? Oh, we got in a big fight, and we're not coming now. I said, oh, no, you don't. You do not let the enemy win. That was just the enemy. You do love each other. You do appreciate each other. Don't let them win. Give them a black eye by getting here. And then they'll come and God does a powerful thing. But it's just the enemy who tries to get you to tear each other down instead of do what the Bible says, build each other up. And the last one is, I appreciate who you are. Appreciation means to... For, to give worth to that person you appreciate. And sometimes we forget how amazing they are. You know that saying that says, absence makes the heart go, grow fonder? It's what happens, that saying, it's not scriptural. It's just a saying somebody made up. And we don't live by things that somebody made up. We live by the word. But it is true because when you're away and you miss them, you begin to think about things that you miss them. Now, our, our four kids have grown up. Now, we do have our minister, Kelsey, our daughter is our music director. But when um, they're gone, you begin to realize 
you know, parents know your children, you know all your children's faults. You know what frustrates you. You know what you wish they would get better at. However, when they're gone, then you're going, wow, they were really great at this. Wow, I really love that about them. You miss them. And so don't forget to appreciate them. And, and we, you know, I, they call me, I call them. Nowadays, you can FaceTime and you can see them, which is so great. And remember to say, I appreciate you. And all of our children have called at times and said, I really appreciate that you did this. In fact, our one son called and he said, I just aced a sudden Bible quiz. And he said, the, the professor at my college said, no one has ever aced this. And he said, mom, I'm calling to tell you, I appreciate that you took me to Royal Rangers, that you took me to Sunday school, that you let me go to kids camp and youth camp, and that you read the word to us. Also, whatever my kids were going through that needed to change in their life, I wrote it on the mirror with those erasable markers. I would write a Bible verse on the mirror and say, you, you cannot not read it when you're standing there brushing your teeth. You just read it because it's there, you know? And so all of this word going in, going in, going in, he said, I didn't really realize how much scripture I knew. This was a fill in the blank. And he said, I just, it just started flowing out of me and I just started writing it all. You've invested so much Bible in me that I aced this test. And he said, I'm calling to say, I appreciate that you did that. So we appreciate who they are. Look at their character and their personality and reinforce it. All four of our children are so very different. And so, too, I've had people come up to me and say, thank you for letting your kids be who, who they are. They all have amazing qualities, and you have to pull that out of them by appreciating them. I like our son James' laughter is contagious, you know, so I would tell him, you, I love your laughter. You know, our son Andrew, uh, he could build anything from tiny, and I would say, I love that you, could, that you can build that. And all of their different qualities, look at their personalities and appreciate them for, for who they are. And husband, I want to say, I appreciate you for being a man of God, for living for God. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you're interested in loving me, in caring about me and what I like. And I hope I, I, hope I do the same for you. And I appreciate it because it makes life fun and adventurous. And I appreciate your faith, and I'm praying about that $1,000 a week. I'm <laughs> Doubt, get out of here. <laughs> faith, rise up. <laughs> Thank you for your appreciation, honey. <laughs> sometimes I appreciate, it gets, I appreciate you. Sometimes we get ridiculous about it since okay. the Lord laid this on our heart, uh, but it is awesome. The Davises treated us to lunch today. Thank you so much. That was delightful. They fed me uh, vegetables. <laughs> it's the best vegetables you've had. It was like meat without meat on it. No, it was really delightful. We had some kind of uh, Mexican food that made you want to slap your mama. It was so delicious. It's the best vegetables I ever had. I'm going back there tonight. Just kidding. I don't know. But uh, the, the Davis children are just a delight. Thank you for being amazing. Aren't they amazing? Aren't these children? If, let me just tell you. Give them a rouse round of applause. Thank you. We had such a nice little time and and then 
they all had a story they wanted to tell. And uh, Mama Bear's like, uh-uh. oh, sorry. Okay, after you, brother. No, I insist, after you. I was just about to share, but I'll wait now. <laughs> father, father, could I perhaps have a refill on my water? No, I don't know. It was amazing. In fact, uh, I took my kids to fast food one time, and uh, they were little. And uh, somebody came over to us, and they said, they said, your children are just amazing. They're delightful children to be around. And my daughter, probably Eliana's age, said, we get that all the time. <laughs> Skirch. That was just like a reverse rewind. Never mind. And uh, you're kind of bratty. Okay, so uh, just kidding. But it was a true story. Before we repent, anybody getting convicted tonight? Anybody ready to repent tonight? Jesus, help us. The problem is you live in an opulent society. My problem is I like opulence because they said, Lewis is like, oh, would you like another one of those lattes with the soy? You want the soy sweet caramel and the, the uh, I'm like, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, bring me, bring me every latte that doesn't have no fat-filled cream in it or something. I'm like, here it is. It's 139 degrees. My daughter has a cup that a boy gave to her that has a, uh, a little holster that goes in. So you get it up to 140 and the holster, this little coaster toaster thing, and it's, it resets it back to 139 degrees. People give gifts to the, to the girl, probably watching on TV right now. She's just been collecting all these gifts, praise the Lord. So, uh, you know, that's how that works. But we're spoiled. We're spoiled. One gave her, one boy she was dating gave her tennis shoes, $105 tennis shoes. We're spoiled. My, my earlier batch of children had two children older and then four or five years in between. How many years in between? Then the next two. And so they all grew up except the littlest one. You should write this down, Eliana. This will change your life forever. So uh, I said his name's Tim, the baby. I'm like, Tim, you're still in high school. When the others come home from college or wherever they've been, don't rub their nose in the fact that we're affluent now. Be nice to them. And so he did. So let me just spell it out for you. When the little ones went to soccer, they had baseball shoes that you had to take a pair of dykes and cut off the front cleat because those baseball shoes cannot be used for soccer. Some of you are nodding. They're called hand me, hand me, hand me, hand me, down, down, downs. Because they've already been at the Goodwill. Now they're back at the other place. Now they're at, uh, at, at the next place where it's secondhand. And it was brand new to them, secondhand. And so uh, the first kid would use those soccer cleats, chop off the thing. They would wear them out. Then they handed them down to the next kid who handed them down to the next kid. And then they all grew up except the one. I only had to feed one kid that was left. And so he was playing basketball and he wanted Janowski's baby. I don't know what it is either. And so... Uh, <clears throat> It's like, Dad, everybody has Janowski's on the team. I'm 17. I need Janowski's. I'm like, well, I guess I could spring for Janowski's. 105 bucks for basketball shoes. And I, so I bought him the shoes. I said, just keep it under your hat, Slick. Your brothers and sisters come home. Don't rub their nose in it. And he didn't <clears throat> until they came home. He's like, look what I got. Janowski's brand new. What did you play in? I'm like, I could slap you upside your head. We're just, we're spoiled now. Americans spoiled. Anybody glad you have hot water? Give me an amen. When demand hot water tanks were invented, I was at Little Beaver Bible Camp preaching. 
the good news of Jesus about 30 years ago. Demand hot water. You're like, demand hot water. It's all contingent upon your pressure. So when I backslid there that day, it's when you would turn on the hot, it would come out like 212 and scald you. But if the pressure went down, it would drop to 39 degrees. None of you know what I'm talking about. Let me just spell it out for you. Jesus, forgive me for what I'm thinking right now. I want to find the person that invented demand hot water and kill them to death with, I don't know. But I have demand hot water at my house now that will go for an hour straight. The problem is I will stay in there until it runs out at a balmy 105 or whatever I blessed set it at because I'm spoiled rotten. As if that's not enough, there's a chair in there because my children built it into the wall. In the grandpa quarters, you could roll in on your wheelchair. And I told my wife, I said, in case I ever need to roll in here on a wheelchair, I'm making a curbless shower. And she said, stop saying that. So I changed it to roll on in on my skateboard. Make no mistake, I haven't been on a skateboard for about 100 pounds. And so the problem is we like being spoiled. We, we like having 17 kinds of latte juice. Do you want that sugar-free pump, that thing, this thing, that thing, other, some other thing? You want us to play with it and then say your name? I, my cousin said, you ought to just, you ought to go to the Starbucks. And then, uh, or if you, if you can't go to Starbucks, you could just stay at home, shout your name wrong, and burn $5 in the fireplace. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Recently, I went to a coffee store that's so good. When I say so good, then you say. I went to a, a coffee store where they wanted to spoil me so bad, and it was so good. I ordered three coffees. One for me, one for my daughter, one for my wife. $19 American. And then Honey Girl's like, Gosh, what are you doing today? You have any big plans? Yes, I'm going to try to pay off this coffee. <laughs> what are you doing today? You, you have big plans for today? Gosh. <laughs> As if they care. And then, so I, I ordered the coffee, 19, I'm not making this up, $19 for three coffees. This is the last coffee I will ever purchase for the rest of my days on earth because I've just had an epiphany. And then they said, that'll be $19, sir, and uh, feel free to leave a tip. I'll give you a tip. Go get a real job and stop ripping people off. That's what I'm talking about right here. But I didn't because I'm American, bless God. There's this movie, before we repent, there's this movie. It's a country western movie with Jimmy Stewart. And Jimmy Stewart is a Mr. Anderson in this movie called Shenandoah. <laughs> Makes me cry just to say it. And so he's in the movie, and at the beginning of the movie, he says a prayer. He prays to God eternal. And he says a prayer like this. Lord, I thank you for this corn that I'm about to eat that I planted and we harvested. It wouldn't have been here if we didn't harvest it. And it wouldn't have been here if we didn't bring it in, shuck it, boil it, put it on the table and butter it and salt it, Lord. 
But thank you just the same. Everything's pillaged, slashed, burned at the end of the movie. He has a different tune. And he actually says a prayer of true appreciation. And he says, Lord, thank you for my sons that didn't get killed in the war. Thank you for everything you bestowed upon me. You know what the Bible says? That we should forget none of his benefits. The verse I read to you just a moment ago talks about remembering those in your prayer all the time. You got to pray for your spouse all the time. You got to pray for your boss at work that God will kill him to death. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a different Bible study. Uh, Sticking it to the man ain't how. Just tell the person beside you, say, sticking it to the man ain't how. The company you work at, you should pray that they would be blessed indeed. Somebody give me an actual amen. Those that took a risk to start that company and have a place where you can clock in because they bought a time clock. You should thank God for them and you should pray that their business would succeed. Somebody say amen. You should thank God for your children for the one time in their life that they ever obeyed you. And you should tell them, thank you so much, honey girl, for emptying the dishwasher. Thank you, son, for mowing the grass that I asked you 79 times to mow the grass. Thank you for finally doing it. Would you stand with me? We're going to repent. And we're going to just ask God, like I coached the kids up today, they're going to, they're going to say thank you to you. All the children say amen. <laughs> Same as us, we should be appreciative. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.